You're afraid. Of you. Of death. You're the last one. You were supposed to be the last. Stark asked for a savior. And settled for a slave. I suppose we are both disappointments. <laughs> I suppose we are. Humans are odd. They think order and chaos are somehow opposites and try to control what won't be. But there is grace in their failings. I think you missed that. They're doomed. Yes. But a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. It's a privilege to be among them. You're unbearably naive. Well, I was born yesterday. Are we even gonna address this? Or are we just gonna push right through it? <laughs> push through what? <laughs> address addressing the dummy episode. Yeah, oh well, they'll, they'll, they'll live. Just get your ass back on track and start listening again before I slide you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast. Facts are still facts. The opinions still hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. It's Willie F. It's 2021. What more can the I say? The smirk on your face. <laughs> the smirk on your face, bro. Like, all right, Doc. <laughs> Okay, look, we know how the intro goes, but the fact that you really got them, like you really got them, is hilarious to me, because like, I know people went in there with the mindset of like, damn, hey, we ain't heard these boys in a while, and they're like, oh, shit, we got God, we really got God. They really thought that after producing this for four plus years now, that I would make such a big mistake that I would edit out the whole entire episode. Not only that, they fail to realize that we've been talking noise so long about how so many podcasters are going to come and go that <laughs> it's, it, it should have been hard to believe like these guys are really giving it up. Like it should have been hard for them to believe that. But then again, I think you stay in you stay in a world where people it's just so easy for people to be inconsistent and quit. And damn, that sucks. It wasn't it wasn't even about these guys giving it up. It was about me. <laughs> Little do they know, I was already looking for a co-host. You was already about to get replaced anyway. I, I mean, I knew that. <laughs> You've been trying to kick me out. <laughs> Oh, man. But in all seriousness, I'll let you finish the intro, man, because they need to remember. I mean, I guess we got to bring them back because some of them might unsubscribe and stuff, but. <laughs> it's all good. We'll work. We'll work. We'll work. Like I said, like I told you, uh, what did, uh, Robin Pattinson say in the tenant? <laughs> I'll see you in the beginning, friend. <laughs> it's a new beginning, baby. It's a new beginning. So if you did unsubscribe and you're having to catch this by chance and are coming back, subscribe again on the Apple Please. iTunes, 
on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Amazon Music. Even during the hiatus, I did not find out what you do on Spotify. But whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that. I think that covers all the bases. For sure, for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm willing to get back on Instagram for a week to make sure that we we get get subscribers back and people know that we're still in, in existence, man. I've been off I've been on Instagram for a minute, bro. Man, you willing I, to come I, back to Instagram? This is monumental. We might need to yeah, we might need to change our theme music and everything. <laughs> This this feels like like back when you used to watch wrestling when your favorite wrestler go away for like six months to rehab an injury then all of a sudden they just randomly come back and you just, you know you just have that that electric feel that goes through your body that spark that yeah, spark yeah yeah speaking of I don't listen to podcasts a whole lot but every now and then um I it's like a certain day of the week where I have to do something late and I have to pick up my son like a lot of time when he has an away game and it's too far. I used to catch this radio program. It used to be Booker T. Booker T has a radio program. And it's actually, I don't know if it's Houston only Houston-based. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just only Houston podcast or if it's a radio show. But he really brings the energy as far as, like, making you interested in wrestling again. But he also has a good way of just, like, dis- like describing stuff. He's the one that was talking about the Tiger Woods documentary. And I was sitting there like, I'm sitting here listening to Booker T talk about it. And I'm like, Tiger Woods has a documentary? I thought he was tripping. And then, like I said, like all of a sudden, I started hearing people talking about it. And he was talking about waiting on a part two. So, you know, I just thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty pretty cool. And I brought him up because, like, he's one of those wrestlers that you wouldn't see. <laughs> and he'd come back and he'd be turned up, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we, nobody will ever forget. Booker T and Stone Cold in the grocery store. <laughs> it's not you, you're not going to forget it. Booker T and that, that's that's monumental, bro. Bro, that, that was is some good acting. That is the definition of knocking your head between produce and frozen foods, bro. Stone Cold got dead on his ass, <laughs> and it's kind of like, why were you even in a grocery store? <laughs> Bruh, he's trying to get a protein shake, man. That that is the definition of on site too. <laughs> I don't. Oh, that is the definition I don't of care. I don't care if you in the grocery store get some milk, bread, and eggs. When I see you, it is on. <laughs> it's on site, bro. Boys ain't about that life, man. Nah, Stone Cold was a special one. He's the one redneck I know. I know every nigga love. Oh yeah, definitely. That's what redneck niggas love, man. But that's, but that's even more, you know, coming from a perspective of we were way more tolerant back then, you know, because nowadays I don't really think if I think if Stone Cold was new to the scene, they'd automatically go, oh, he's a racist, and he'd definitely be the antagonist. Like oh, yeah. he had no way in the world of being like, I forgot what uh, Booker T calls him, because believe it or not, I only ever listened to like fifteen minutes of this radio show because I'd be waiting, but um. Like I said, those 15 minutes, I'd be locked in. And it's funny, man, because, you know, shout out to all the people out there that listen to this podcast, by the way. Oh, man, I, it's crazy. I have my, my mind always telling me when I started this podcast, I was going to be like, you know, say some RIPs and all that, you know. But I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. You know, RIP MF Doom, uh, RIP Nina. And, uh, of course, uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be the anniversary of Kobe, Mr. Breen Bryant. But uh, I just want to get that out of the way. But uh, no, nah, man, it's wild when people are listening to 
podcast and they feel like they have to listen to the whole podcast. Like they'll come up to me and be like, man, yeah, yeah, I, I, little, I listen to a little bit of it. I just been want to say, bro, like listen to a little bit of it is, that's really all you need to do. Like if you listen to 20, 25 minutes of it, that's cool. Like I don't really expect people to have a whole, a whole hour to an hour and a half or even two hours to sit there and really be able to listen to a podcast. I just, I don't really believe that people have that amount of time depending on the type of job they do. So I really just be, you know, just wanted to say, like, I'm, I'm happy that people will even click on the No Boundaries podcast, especially after last week, and <laughs> still continue to tune in and listen to at least 20 minutes of it, bro. And listening to Booker T's radio show, I, I hate that I can't remember the name of it. Um, I want to say it's, it's, it's called the Hall of Fame. Does that ring a bell to you? No, I, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't, have, wouldn't have heard it or known it or anything like that, but... Kind of like you say, you know, hey, if you give it a listen and, you know, all you got is 20 minutes, I appreciate it. If you give it a listen and you got 90 minutes to make it through the whole episode, we appreciate it. Because I listen to every episode at least twice, some of them three times. And some of them be hard to make Oh, yeah, through. for sure. <laughs> like, so, oh, yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I, I don't feel bad when people say, oh, man, I'm behind. I haven't, you know, caught up or anything like that. Hey, totally understandable. Totally. <laughs> Oh, and that's one thing I'm gonna tell you about me, man. Regardless of how much people hate my guts, like I'm one understanding guy. You gotta remember, man. One of my favorite catchphrases is "I get it," like because I do. Like we're all moving, we're all doing stuff. You know, everybody's not just sitting in one spot. You know, with the luxury of just being able to lay on their back all day or sit in a chair all day. You know, everybody doesn't have that luxury. A lot of us are moving, so I, you know, not to get all sentimental, but dog, 200 episodes plus. Because we just talking official episodes here because we got way more than 200, which, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to that fact either. But um, we also got yeah, some man, episodes just, that nobody it, ever heard, too. That, too. <laughs> that, too. That, too. Man, so just to get to what we do, man, if, if you had 2021, it's 2021, right? Yeah, it's 2021. Uh, it doesn't feel like 2021. It feels like 2020 still. But, um. If you if there if you had one person that you you know celebrity that you would want to start a podcast this year, who would it be? Mm, you put me on the spot with that one. One celebrity. One famous person. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to take a minute to think about that. Because immediately my mind goes to music. It would. I would. I would think of a musician. But like, I don't want to. I don't want to hear Jay Z podcast. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this big Sean's podcast. Maybe if you give me Sean when when um, I decided came out or Dark Sky Paradise. Damn, you said this big Sean. What's this big Sean? This 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 big Sean seems to be a little bit too influenced by Janae Aiko or Janae Gecko okay. or whatever her name is, and so I, wow. I I feel like I get I, I'd get like a whole Mother Earth kind of big Sean and I kind of want like hey tell me about you know rapping for Kanye when you were in high school like tell me the the trials and tribulations that you went through being a quote-unquote underdog in this in this in this industry actually I would take a Wale podcast I don't have a podcast no I would take a Wale podcast because one I, I, I think he's underrated I don't think he's as underrated as he thinks he's underrated, but I do believe that he's underrated. Two, I believe that the his journey through music is very interesting. 
because a lot of people don't realize he was signed with Young Money at one point in time. So like like when you you know when you hear tracks like Nike Boots, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was signed with Young Money at, at one point in time. So his his journey to, to from from Young Money to I think he went unsigned and then he ended up at Interscope and slowly like trickled to MMG. I think his perspective on a lot of things would be cool. I'm not gonna say more interesting than a Joe Budden, but I think it would have more substance. The lack of substance is what makes Joe Budden interesting to me. Yeah, he and he yells a lot. He yells a lot. He yells a whole lot. What? Okay. I just I just feel like 2021. If Donald Trump doesn't start a podcast, he wallet. He got to start a podcast, but I need to hear some. I need to hear some some White House intel because that dude doesn't give a damn. I gotta hear it. I don't, I, and I'll just listen to 15, 20 minutes of it so I can just laugh at his arrogance and the fact that he just his the way he speaks. I, I'd have to hear it, bro, because that dude is he doesn't give a damn, bro. Donald. That's Trump the only reason I would is say that. Charles Manson. <laughs> I listen to a Charles Manson podcast. Bro, Donald Trump put the battery in these people's back to go storm the Capitol, and then he went into the house. <laughs> Dog. He said, we going to do this, we going to do this, we going we gonna to march to the Capitol right now. Then he said, these niggas crazy, and went in the house. <laughs> Bro. Look, man. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. I just I just have to hear an uncut, unraw, because even more uncut and raw version of a president that was in the Oval Office that has intel. Like I know there's certain stuff that he ain't gonna talk about, but I absolutely believe that he does not give a shit, and he will say some things that I had niggas like, hold up, bro. And the fact that he's he would get the platform so easily would be hilarious, dog, because like. He would put something out, and they'd be scrambling to stop it, bro. And that would make me want to listen to it even more. That's that. That's I was there. I was like, man, he's wilding if he does. Fuck a book. I don't want to read your stupid book. I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, he got to get on Joe Rogan, bro. If he don't get on Joe Rogan to start a podcast, he's wild. If like, Joe Rogan, is, if Joe Joe Rogan lands Donald Trump, he's doing fifty million listens in a week. He's gonna cr- he's gonna crash Spotify or, or wherever he's at. He's gonna crash it. They're gonna they're gonna probably have to they'll probably have to deplatform him. Have to. They have to. And 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 they for fifty to. million listeners, bro, I would. Shit, <laughs> you think not? Fuck y'all makers. Ain't <laughs> 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 hey, worried about y'all. Would freeze? Would freeze say you niggas in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, man! Like, look, man, y'all already know me, man. I don't care who's in office, man. It, I don't. I'm, I'm anti-government as it gets, man. I, all this shit is a joke to me. Um, I, I, politics is theater. I, I look at it as such. You know, people can assume they know my political affiliation by the things I say, but at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about none of these guys. I find all of it extremely entertaining. Like, I laugh every day at the seriousness in which people take politics. And that's just me. Like, I'm not laughing at those people. I'm not laughing at people for taking politics serious. The the amount of passion they have with politics is baffling to me because with all the passion they have, they know little. They know so little. And that that's wild to me. It's like, 
a person that is like they swear they're like a diehard basketball fan, but they couldn't even tell you who the top five players were. They can't even tell you players' jersey numbers and shit. Like, come on. Or that's all they can tell you. All they can tell you is top five players. All they can tell you is the popular guys. They can't tell you any guys on the bench. They can't tell you coaches' names. They don't know anything outside of what mainstream gives them. Those people make me laugh because you already know I consider those people NPC. But I just I just love it, man. Like I just love the shit that comes from the mouths of people that are politicians and people that can themselves like politically oriented. It's just it's just funny to me. And in 2021, it's even funnier. Because I like what you said when you said that he put the battery in the backs of these rioters. And, like, you know, I, I listen to both the right and the left when it comes to things like that in the middle. And, man, like, on the left, they say, that's what they say. You know, he put the backs in the, you know, put the battery in the back. He basically egged it on. And on the right, it's so crazy. Because on the right, they believe that it was infiltrated by people on the left. And the people on the right are just so good, it couldn't happen. And I'm like, dog, all of y'all are fucking nuts. At the end of the day, why can't y'all just take personal responsibility for the fact that no matter what Donald Trump meant, no matter what Donald Trump said, a lot of motherfuckers are going to interpret it how they want to interpret it because that's how communication works. And we all should know that as adults. Communication, I mean, I tell my son all the time, you think communication is hard now? When you get older, it gets even worse because you not only have to deal with fully developed personalities, you have to deal with fully built uh, personalities of arrogance, uh, people that think they know everything, people that already have their own languages committed. Like that is that's hard when you're right now. I really feel like kids have it kind of made because kids are blunt. Kids gonna tell you what the fuck is on their mind. Uh, they ain't gonna be no sugarcoating. Especially a kid that's been hanging around too many adults. Because they 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 don't know they don't know satire and and they don't they don't understand um, implicit sarcasm and they don't understand intent and I think a lot of adults don't understand intent either because I will talk to people on, 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 on like you say left right and middle and they say oh he didn't intend it like that he didn't you know he didn't you know intend like that but it's like intent is based on your own personal interpretation. Definitely. Some something that said I can read it one way. Well, you could read it one way. Somebody could say, "Hey, go fuck yourself," and somebody might go try to do it. Like, no, I, I just I was just trying to be an asshole. You know, that was my intent. Oh, they thought you were giving them a command, so they went and tried to do it. So you know that that that's something like you said. It just gets worse the older that we get, and you start you know making these assumptions and communication that oh you know what I mean oh yeah you know what I mean or you intentionally you know interpreting it a different way because you know what I mean not, not all the time. I mean, <laughs> I feel like unless intent unless the intent is fully disclosed, I mean you're a hundred percent right because people are going to tell you well. It's pretty clear what the intentions are. And I just look at them like, well, once again, let's let's talk to a child. Let's talk to somebody that's not ex ex as experienced as this adult. Because you ex assume this adult is as experienced as you. You put those intentions into them as if they know what you intend. Because you think, oh, we're all adults here. You know what we intended to do. Like, no, I don't know what you intended to do. We're two different people. Three different people. Four different people. We're all different. We all come from different backgrounds. So... Yeah, like, unless intent is fully disclosed, 
which we live in that era where nowadays intent needs to be fully disclosed because people get confused so easily. People get confused. And so people like to play dumb. Easily. Oh, playing dumb gets, gets you rewarded. I mean, because when, you, when you're playing dumb, once you're playing dumb, I mean, you get so many, you got so many roads you can take. Like, you're good. Like, you can't, you can't tell me anything. Like, uh, while I was playing, you know, it's plausible deniability. What can you do? You, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to prove their intent. Is that what people go to court for sometimes? Yep. To prove the intent? You, um, I mean, if in, you see that, that trial where the girl convinced, convinced her boyfriend to kill himself and she got jail time for it? Oh yeah, I only watched one episode though. Unfortunately, I finally watched it, but you know, it, it was messed up. It was enough for me to be like, "Damn, this is messed up," and I just got around to watching other stuff. But man, I mean, I, you can't—you really can't prove what she was saying or doing. But everybody, like a person like me and you, are gonna be like, "Yeah, she was heartless. Like she was being heartless." We out of no, because if you truly believe that this guy was that mentally fragile and weak, you don't sell somebody something like that. That's why I kind of look at Trump sometimes. I be, I be, I be, I was, I be getting frustrated because I'm like, no matter, no matter what you mean, Trump, you have to realize that you have a cult following. People that, Democrats and Republicans, they have cult followings, whether people want to believe it or not. Christians, Mormons, Muslims, all that shit is a cult. The thing about, and with these cults, once people buy in, <laughs> in my opinion, most of them are extremists. Once people buy in, they will take your ideals and warp the shit out of them no matter what you think because automatically once you're in a cult I feel like people are willing to die for what they for, for what they believe in they're willing to die for that shit bro and then you, just, and that's when just, you that's when you hear things like well when black lives matter was doing all this it wasn't a problem yeah it was a problem cuz y'all made sure it was a problem but then at the same time hey those are businesses that's private property this is the fucking federal building man like if you want to come to me these are two instances that should not be compared. But if you want to compare them, you gotta you gotta look at private property versus federal property, where all of our quote unquote leaders are minus the president because he went to the house. <laughs> dude, that nigga dude. He, he dipped. He said, "Yeah, the vice president, the speaker of the house, the Senate majority leader, them, yeah, them over there." <laughs> I'm anti-government. All the way. So automatically, for me, if I'm storming anything, I'm storming the Capitol. I have I have no beef with my neighbors. Were you there? No, of course okay. not. Just I checking. Was, I was, I was doing probably. I probably was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. But um, <laughs> automatically, on, was it like a Tuesday afternoon? Jesus Christ! Hey, bro. I'm telling you, you should have been at work. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been at work. High key. I mean. That's why, that, I mean, come on, man, like, that, it, anyways, look, I don't, I don't care about, like, wilding out and protesting, because it's like, you're, you're going out, and you're, like, protesting, and, like, you're fighting, because, oh, I want my leader to lead me, like, 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 they're such babies, like, you're mad because you lost, and you're, you're fighting because you want 
you need somebody to be an author- authoritarian in your life. You can't lead your own life. So you got to fight. Oh, I, I, my leader has to win. Like I have to go in there because my leader has to be the one in office. That type of shit, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but you're talking about like, you know, I respected what the Black Panthers did, you know, because I mean, I felt like they were, you know, they had a point to prove. It's like, man, you know, it's, it's certain things. Like, I mean, most, most protesting sit-ins to me, back in the day had significant meaning. I mean, we all know MLK was protested for the sanitation workers, you know, got assassinated. And like, that meant something. Like, you you gotta march on. When you're doing something like that, you gotta march on Capitol because the people that's gonna make the change are in that building. Burning down the mom and pop store in my building has nothing to do with sanitation workers getting a raise. It has nothing to do with police brutality being, you know, being, you know, uh, the the results being reversed. March on town hall, march on the courthouse, march on the capitals. I don't give a damn if it's in Washington, D.C., Seattle. I don't care. March on the government because the government is the one that's going to fuck us in the end, not your neighbor. That's my only thing. Like I said, I don't care for this shit either way, but come on. If your anger is going to be directed at anybody... It's the government. They're the ones that make the rules, right? What did you do, Jay? Did you make? Did you? Did you release the police officer that that shot George Floyd? Did you release him? Nah, that wasn't on me, Coach. Who who released him? Uh, I want to say it was it, it was the law enforcement that was in Minneapolis or whoever. That, Go that, march that, out that, there that would in Minnesota with Go fuck with them. <laughs> What you burning down the streets for? Like, I just don't get that type of shit. I feel like you just get angry and you like, oh, the city finna burn. But no matter what, you gonna clean that shit up. And either, that's, it's either you gonna finish, get out there and clean it up or your tax dollars gonna fit, clean it up. And that's that's what Killer Mike was getting across. He's like, you're doing this with no plan of action. Like after you, you, you do this march and you set this on fire, now what? And then a lot of the people at the Capitol, you see, oh, man, we just got in here. We, we don't know what the next move is. Like, well, that nigga's just trolling. It's like, what do you mean you don't know what the next move is? Are you going to steal the electoral votes? Are you going to take uh, Nancy Pelosi hostage? Like, what, what, is the, what is the plan here? Troll, bro. They was in there. Like, I laughed. You know, I'd be sending you pictures of, you know, people holding their fist up in front of burning cars for the photo ops. This was nothing but they chance to get their photo ops on. Them dudes finna be legends, man. The dude with the painted face and the bullhorns, he gonna be a legend. He gonna be in history books 10 years from now. Dude with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk or the dude carrying the, the, the house, the, the, the speaker of the house uh, podium, them dudes legends now. Them, man, memes are the future. Memes are memes are the present, but memes are the future. People are gonna look back and when they looking at history, they are gonna look at memes. And that's all people wanna be nowadays is a meme. This is all it is, man. These dudes are just trolls. They had no they had no plan. They're just, I mean, I don't even call them anarchists because of the fact that I feel like anarchists, they don't want government control. These dudes just they're just trolls. They they got tired of doing it on Twitter. A lot of those dudes probably unemployed. Probably got there off of a, you know, unemployment check, was able to buy buy a ticket. You know, or most, a lot of them probably drove. Who knows, man? At the end of the day, they were just trolls, man. They was just trolls, dog. One of, one of the dudes that got arrested was a was the son of a judge. Was the son of a judge in New York. It's like, come on, man. Like, you really want to get down to the background, get down to the nitty gritty of the people that actually was wilding out? If you actually investigated, I guarantee you a lot of these people 
were were what I call stooges. They were they were government plants. Like they did that because they could afford to do it. Nobody, nobody. I mean, nobody. They, me and you know, is actually going to follow up and find out who gets convicted and for how long. Nobody's going to care in about two or three weeks. I was watching, nobody. I was listening to this podcast. Um, I think it's uh, Say Less with Kaz and Low Key. And he Kaz basically summed it up. He's like, this is this was wrestling. Like, it was just a, a huge troll to get people excited about something when nothing was going to happen. Where you just throw these fake punches that don't land and everything, but you just caused, a, caused up enough ruckus to get spectators excited about something. Simple. Simple. It's just, it's just foolery, bro. And we love it. Because guess what? We can make memes about it. That's what it's all about. We, we, <laughs> we, get to, we, get we don't take like anything this. seriously anymore. We don't. We don't. I mean, I don't even understand the Bernie meme. I mean, I have not laughed at one single Bernie meme. That's being just a sour, a sour puss, maybe. I don't really, I don't, I don't even know the context of that meme. But that's just what I'm talking. Like that, anything can be memed. Like they meme anything. Every now and then they may hit with one. But now everything is just a meme. Everybody's looking for the next meme. And it's either you're looking to make the next meme or you're looking to be that meme. People are cool with that shit, bro. That shit's weird to me. I don't know. The, burn, the Bernie memes have been weird, hilarious bro. to me, but I'm, a simple, I'm of a simple like you might, mind. You might have the content. I'm, I'm oh, of a simple okay, mind. Like I said, it might just be me being a sour puss. It is what it is. <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, the gloves was kind of clean, I guess, but... Bernie just looked like Bernie just looked like it's cold as shit. This could have been a Zoom call, and I'm still not happy about this. And I still got fucked two years, two election years in a row by the DNC. Two 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 election years in a row, that man got fucked. And it's it's kind of like how, how how Biden gets out there and he's preaching, you know, unity amongst everybody across across the aisle and everything. And it's like, but y'all didn't. Uh, y'all didn't nominate the civil rights activist that is Bernie Sanders. Look, man. You think you just gonna bully me into unifying with you weirdo motherfuckers? <laughs> like, how you just gonna sit here and be like, we're the face of unity and half the country don't even like y'all? <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. Like, they're literally bullying us into saying, oh, man, I was listening to some of the most biased shit um, when I was riding the other day, and I just I just happened to catch it, and it was like, oh man, something something happened, you know, oh Papa Papa uh Papa Joe Uncle Joe, and I'm just like, man, they really positive about this this Joe Biden guy, and I'm just like, this is biased as fuck, like this isn't right, that's not fair, like you just you're 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 painting this guy as some type of Gandhi, and his track record doesn't prove that he's a Gandhi type character. And that's just wild to me. And like I told you earlier today, the media controls all narratives. If enough people believe that he's a good guy and he's the face of unity, that guy's going to get a Nobel Peace Prize. And half the country could be on fire. I mean, the day he won, shit, Portland was out there, was out there wilding. They were t- they, they, I seen shit, we're talking about uh, Biden is not enough. Like, we want, we want justice still. It's like, like, okay, you're not going to put that on the news? No, because that's not the message that the media wants you to know. The media wants you to believe that the country is truly truly unified. How can you say the country is unified when 50 to 51% of social media is being 
silenced or deplatformed. Like, what? that doesn't sound unified to me. <laughs> Just saying, bro. That that that's that's censorship right there, and it's and it's that's like why I say fuck Instagram. And 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 even even with that, like I watched most of like from the from the from the storm of the Capitol. I think I watched a lot of that on Fox, and then I watched a lot of the inauguration stuff on CNN. And even the way that Fox was 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 coming off their conservative platform, and I noticed this this trend uh, across those those conservative networks. A lot of them was like, okay, to maintain our relationship, whether it be in the Republican Party or with the Republican Party, we have to start separating ourselves from Trump. Trump has really, oh yeah, yeah has really that. has really built his own party at this point. And then there, there, the lines of separation were starting to be drawn. And even watching the inauguration on CNN, I'm like, this is a whole cuckold. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. Like they was like, oh, that that speech was so powerful. And this, I was like, that speech was whack. Like he got up there, he ain't say nothing. I'm like, this, this, got no drill. Yeah, he, he got no drill. No drip, no swag. <laughs> it's like this no is this is a horrible was... speech. Like at least at least Trump's speech made you want to get out and do something. <laughs> hey, do you remember Trump's initial speech in 20, uh, 2017? You remember that shit? I what happened not. after? They started they started saying that he quoted Bane from The Dark Knight. I, I don't Dark Knight Rises. You don't remember he quoted uh, Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, and it, all the all the media platforms were like, "Oh my God, he's 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 on he's he's they was comparing." his speech to Bane like one of the worst Batman villains ever I'm like hold up we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another but we are transferring power from Washington DC and giving it back to you the people and we give it back to you the people for too long, a small group in our nation's capital are corrupt. has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The oppressors of generations who have kept you down with myths of opportunity. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. And do you accept? That all changes starting right here and right now because this moment is your moment. It belongs to you. None shall interfere. Do as you please. January 20th, 2017 will be remembered as the day the people the people became the rulers of this nation again. The United States of America. It will endure. Define worse. They, listen, they went full, they they wasn't playing with Trump, bro. Like, I keep telling you to this day, I'm surprised that man didn't get assassinated. I'm really serious, I'm surprised he didn't get assassinated. Straight up. Like I don't see how he didn't get assassinated. Like you I, got I think some cause, people cause, out there. Because liberals are all talking no action, but that's another story. They killed JFK. Liberals did. Yeah, LBJ. 
The CIA. That was you serious? <laughs> they wanted to get him out of the way. They didn't. They, they, oh, come on, man. Like seriously, you wanted, eh. literally? I mean, eh. <laughs> Republicans didn't get power. I, I see. I don't think that was a power thing. I think. I think he was conservative, but not as conservative as they wanted him to be. Who JFK? Yeah. JFK was a Democrat. He's a Democrat darling. Now you think, you th wait, you think the liberals killed him? A Democrat? Yeah, dog. LBJ is a Democrat. It now the C listen, the CIA, you could you can argue that the head of the CIA at the time was Bush, who was a Republican, but the Bush family is moderate. They're think about it like this. Think about it like this. Fuck up the liberal and conservative shit. All you need to know is the US government was responsible for the death of JFK. Yeah, you're you you're hearing it here. That's 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 that is what it is. Y'all thought it was over. It's definitely gonna be over hey, now. It's, it's just, it's just <laughs> look, man. JFK was a darling of the Democrat Party. He still is to this day. They try to make it seem like oh, like J, like dog. To be honest with you, I don't know what JFK. Like, it, it baffles me that people worship JFK the way he did because you know, with him, with him being a Catholic, Catholics were. The Irish Catholics, they were highly hated at that time. And like I said, he was racist. He didn't he didn't like Martin Luther King. I go on for days about JFK. But the fact of the matter is, he was in the way. And a lot of people believe that the the mafia got him into the office. LBJ at the time, and this is this is what's baffling to me, because LBJ, a Texan who was a Democrat, because remember he said, I'm gonna have these niggas voting Democrat for the next 50 years. He was a Democrat. He wanted JFK out of the way. So in order to get JFK out of the way, niggas conspired to off that boy, get him out of the way. And when LBJ came in, and you said it on the last episode, what did LBJ do? What did he introduce? Welfare. Like, he's one of the ones that in the 60s implemented programs that have us where we are today, and black people know this shit. But the cognitive dissonance is so fucking strong that ain't never gonna change nothing. Come on, man. We've been out for three weeks, man. I feel like, come on, man. I feel like this is like common knowledge. I ain't trying to be funny either. But he I say, like he, you put out this conspiracy theory and said this is common knowledge. But it's because what they do is with the, with when they label things conspiracy theories, that's what that's the whole purpose of it. They want to get you off track to have you thinking like, oh man, like as soon as you hear conspiracy theory, you hear you think it's some bullshit. But at the end of the day, if you sit there and think about it, you'd be like, damn, you can connect the dots. But guess what? We don't got we don't have access to the government files and shit like that. We're gonna be roadblocked. Even if they say, oh, we're gonna release it to the public, we're gonna um we're gonna um declassify, blah, blah, blah. And you see the declassification papers. You ever seen declassification papers? Would it have everything blacked you see what out? Look like? Man, this shit about ninety percent of this shit be blacked out. I'm like, why did you even give me this? First of all, if you trust anybody, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you the whole story. Just be prepared not to get the whole story. Like that's come on, man. If you have to tell okay. me, you're finna tell me everything. You're definitely not finna tell me everything. You wouldn't have that precursor okay. if you were. Look, to, to not sound too crazy, let me just because I know I sound crazy. Let's just <laughs> bring it down a notch. Well, I feel like everybody can agree on how Malcolm, after after seeing enough about Malcolm X, who do we feel killed them, killed Malcolm X? 
who what are, what is the theory behind that even after watching Netflix documentaries other third party documentaries what do we feel is the general consensus of who off Malcolm X his own people alright that's a conspiracy theory though cause that can't be proved like where's the proof okay yeah that's true cause I, I was just gonna say Malcolm was beefing with Farrakhan at the time JFK was beefing with LBJ at the time everybody was shocked that he even chose him as a vice president just like how people were shocked that Abraham Lincoln chose Andrew Johnson a racist as, a, as, his, as his vice president and look at Abraham Lincoln fool ass <laughs> on a penny exactly exactly at the theater at, at thinking everything all hunky dory until, until, until he was thinking on the floor until, I'm, I'm until, just, until all his thoughts was over that balcony dog just connect the dots and people will look at you like you crazy if you be like hey well you know you saying Andrew Johnson conspired all I'm saying is eventually somebody got to come into power and it's just weird to me how some of these guys come into power and then they lives they lives are never threatened. They just be in that whole coasting, living a good life. You gotta ask questions, bro. But like I said, at the, at the time, the head of the CIA was George Bush Sr. And then inevitably uh, uh, down the line, George Bush Sr. did become president, but he was a one-term president. I mean, this shit crazy, but at the same time, you gotta look at the shit, connect the dots. You gotta care. And it really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We have no power. That's why I tell. That's why I be telling people like, if you pay attention, man, people are so quick to talk about white supremacy, dog. But that's just a lazy way of looking at shit. Cause it's not even really white supremacy. It's Jewish supremacy, dog. Like, Jewish people run this country. You can't look at any president, look at their cabinet, and be like, oh man, you know, like it's just it's really diverse. Nah, man, it'd be a lot of Jewish people. <laughs> like it'd be a lot of it'd be a lot of Jewish people, and, and it looked like Biden finna do. All, be on some weird shit. He got some fat guy as the uh, the universe, uh, the the secretary of health that that's supposed to be a man and a woman or some shit. But that's that's the that's the direction this country going. And see, this this that's is this, this is the thing going. that I worry about. I worry that Biden is going to come in and try to do an overcorrection. You're just going to come in. You're just going to try to be the anti-Trump, the opposite of Trump. And I I think a lot of people will not admit it, but everything Trump did wasn't bad. I mean, can people even tell you what Trump did? People can't, can't people really people can't tell you. And if if you ask people what Obama did, if they don't say anything about gay rights, then they made it up. Because that's that's that, in eight years, that's the only thing I remember Obama doing was was establishing gay rights. And, and Obamacare. And Obamacare. And if you that's think it. about it, if you go back and you think of um, George W., which is really I think is going to be the quote unquote next president to unite the country. Because he was just a regular town guy. He wasn't that smart. He wasn't that dumb. You liked him for your petty reasons. And you hated him for your petty reasons. He was just a regular person. But also, George W. gave a STEMI. Did Obama give a STEMI in eight years? Nigga, Obama was in that bitch for the, the housing crash. And <laughs> 2009, we saw a transfer of wealth that put black people even further down the poverty line. All I gotta say is, Bush didn't even run his country. Dick Cheney did. So, I, I don't even... Look, man, I don't even want to bore these people with politics, man. Let's talk about relationships because I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> let's talk about... <laughs> that, that's, gonna, that's gonna make you matter. 
Yeah, it, it is. It is. Because I've seen some shit in the last few weeks that just got me like, man, what is wrong with y'all? Like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, I don't even know what people even want in relationships anymore. I'm 100% convinced that people are in denial. Not everybody, but a lot of people are in denial that modern day relationships are literally, it's just, it's just a business arrangement with genitals involved. That's all it is these days, bro. And I believe that because when I really think about the boxes that people have to check now in order to, to get a woman's attention specifically, it's baffling to me how finances are just so crucial. And I know when people are going to sit here and be like, oh, well, the times we live in. Bullshit. If we talking about love, we talk about love, right? That's what we talking about, right, Jay? Like, if you talk about love, you talk about you in love with somebody, how significant are finances when you're talking about love, though? When let, Let's be real. Like, when I really see, because I was even thinking about some of the stuff I said on last episode, and I was I thought about Nicole's question some more. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, man, all, all bullshit aside, like, you know, we talk about, you know, is the sex good and all that. But, like, when it all comes down to it, that's about the person you're with, right? Like, does money make you have an orgasm, Jay? Well, I don't know you. I don't know you a greedy nigga. So <laughs> Depend on how I spent that money, let me tell you. <laughs> but no, no, like money, the, the, the feeling that the, the, the ideology of having money in, a, in and of itself, no, that does not make you orgasm. That, that, might, that might have, that might lead, that might be your means to purchasing that orgasm. But it in is in a it in and of itself does not. So, with that in mind, and I say this all the time, but you know, welcome to twenty twenty one, people. Shit ain't really gonna change. We try to keep our thoughts fairly consistent over here at No Boundaries Podcast. I think about the fact that, especially some of my single homegirls, like I really be sitting there thinking to myself, like. Why are you really single? And I know people hate that question. Oh man, people hate that question. I was chopping it up with a, with a, with a woman the other night, and you know I, I had to ask. I was like, man, because she had a a, a a best friend that was a male, and I know that's not taboo anymore. I think that everybody's used to that. But I'm just like, what stops y'all from being in a relationship? And like, I seen the two people. You're not straight up. I seen the two people. You ain't for, you 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 got you damn lie you a damn liar if you say you ain't attracted to that man. You know what I'm saying? I just no. <laughs> I, I'm watching how me. you move. <laughs> Don't play with me. Like, come on. Like, everybody's fighting their feelings and everybody's doing this and that. And it's like, oh, let me guess. Well, he ain't making enough money for you, or 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 you feel like, oh, he's a dog. Like, so what make? Because I. Then what a best friend is these days. If I, if I consider you a best friend, I'm probably gonna consider you a brother. I consider you family. I don't really throw the word best friend around like that because I really don't even know what that means. Especially with women, women be having eleven best friends. I'm like, <laughs> damn, what's she the best at? Come on, man. Hey, everybody has their role. Everybody has their role. I guess, man. But I mean, do you have an answer to that question? Like, even speaking from your experience, Jay. Like, seriously, do you feel? When you think when you're looking at 2021 right now, you done hit Scotty Pippen numbers. You big 33 now, big 33. I should have got the Larry Bird. I didn't think about that till later. Should have got the Larry Bird. Don't disrespect Pippen like that. I'm, I'm no disrespect to Pippen, but I should have got the Bird too. 
Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Green is a nice color. No disrespect. Look, man. Look, look, man. How much value? And it's a personal question. And I, I guarantee you guys, there's not gonna be no whole music on this one. Because I don't know why you lie to those people like that. <laughs> I guarantee. Like, <laughs> Never. I don't know why. I'm about here like Trump. Why you like Trump? <laughs> look, man. When you really think about, man, I want this chick to be the mother of my child, my future child. You know, I want to be with this woman for the rest of my life. Like, can you really sit there and be like, she has to make this amount of money. She has to have this amount, these amount of followers on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Does any of that external superficial shit matter? To me, absolutely Outside not. of the quality of that person. That's what, it ain't just you, everybody. Not. It, it 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 should be it should be centered centered around. I love this person. Whether this person is flat broke or a millionaire, I love this person. And I, and I'm not gonna get into that. There's nothing that this person can ever do to make me not love them because everybody has their limits. And like we mentioned several times before, love is conditional, as is all things. But at the same time, this person making any more money is that gonna make me love them more? No. This person making any less money is that gonna make me love them any less? No. It it all matters on how this person treats me, how how I feel when I'm around this person. If I want to be around this person more than I want to be alone, if no matter what I go do, I want to come back and tell this person, this is the person I, I, I choose to go to. Like, man, I could just sit at the house with, and be on the couch with this person and not say anything, but I'd be in heaven. Like, that's what it matters. It doesn't matter if, if you eating a steak 48 three times a night or you go three times a week or you going to Taco Bell or you getting a two piece Tuesday from Popeye's. That shit doesn't matter. Even 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 J. Cole said shit was much better when I was broke. Hey, when you broke and you with somebody, shit, that's when you really that's when you really know if they down for the cause. Look, man, once again, we here at No Boundaries try to keep a consistent thought. I'm not telling y'all to live bridge with some with some chick or with some dude that you're in love with. All I'm saying is race shouldn't matter, finances shouldn't matter. You know, like literally, it's quality of character. I'm gonna say age can matter. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want you guys out there trying to get you a 15 year old. But I mean, at the end of the day, like maturity level, quality of love, like that stuff needs to be brought back into consideration. Like, cause I, 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 I hate to say it, and I hate to be a broken record, but so many of you guys, especially our female friends, have this mindset of dealing with a trash ass dude simply because he looks right on the side of you the image is fitting and what he can provide for you financially is what keeps you keeps you there but in the, at the end of the day he treats you like shit or at the end of the day some of y'all don't even want to even show the dude off because his money might be right but you don't even really find him that attractive but you know he's a stable guy but it's like hold on if he if he if he's not the total package as far as quality of character and what he provides, then you cutting yourself short. I mean, it's a complicated, it's a complicated thing, but let's just admit that a lot of us are becoming extremely superficial when it comes to who we're dating, 
who we're who we're who we're seeking out, who we're giving multiple chances to, because a lot of the times y'all not giving multiple chances to the person that really provides a lot for you. You know what I'm saying? Like provides a lot for you outside of finances. If that, how I've been off Instagram for a while, but how often do you see posts from women that be like, oh, if 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 you ain't sending me some money, then you need to clear my line or like. Or don't, my love don't, language don't is my cash app. First of all, prostitute. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my desire to be with you, I should not have to pay for that. I don't care how bad y'all think y'all are. Like my desire to be with you should not have to revolve around the fact that I can take you to Stake Forty Eight. I've never even been to Stake Forty Eight, and I'm glad I haven't been to Stake Forty Eight because I know Stake Forty Eight. Through those doors, <laughs> have seen so many broken relationships. So, like I can only imagine. It's probably like a. It's probably like it's probably. Oh, oh Jesus! I've been to State oh, Forty Eight. I, I prefer Ruth Chris though. Oh wow! Look, man. If I go to State Forty Eight, I'm going by myself. I've I've been I'm to Ruth. Myself. All the times I've been to Ruth Chris, I've been by myself. Oh, you a real one. You yeah. a real one. Next that, time I go to next time I go to Fort I'm going by myself. I'm going to Fogo Day Child by myself, and I'm gonna take somebody girlfriend. But anyways, look, <laughs> me and that whole chilling. See, and this is this is why I like the whole music, but y'all don't want to hear the whole music, so I ain't gonna put in the whole music. So whatever. <laughs> hey, look, you know I, you know I don't care. But I, 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 in all seriousness, though, y'all doing the most for people that don't care. Like, like a lot of, like you're not a celebrity. You don't have to. You don't have to find a trophy wife or a trophy husband. You can literally just find somebody that compliments you in the way that makes your soul smile. Like that's what really matters. Like I get it. You want to go on trips to Greece. You want to go on trips to countries where they don't even want your black ass. I get it. It's all for likes. It's all for attention. It's all for status. But rewind. Ask yourself: Is that what your mom and dad did? Like. Is that what they did before y'all? Like, and if you feel like, well, I can't do what they did, you know, times are different. Well, that means to me, you're just admitting that it's that hard these days. And if it's that hard these days, man, I, I just really feel like some of y'all be stressing yourself out over nothing because I've been saying for years, love is like, you know, winning the lottery and that's never going to change. But at the end of the day, like, I really feel like a lot of y'all be having a decent scratch off and just be throwing that mug away. I think I think so too because you you have this perception or this fantasy in your head about what it should be like when you get in love and you sit there and you ignore love and it's like oh yeah this person they cool but you know that's just my friend you know I, I in my mind love is like this and then it's like you don't see how that friend is cut for you and that friend is there for you every step of the way and really don't require anything out of you but then you you go looking for love and love require and love has a lot of these extra requirements and love requires moving the goalposts to allow some shots in that you normally wouldn't let in and to make some other shots miss and it's like why are you bending and breaking just to have this ideology of what you think it's supposed to be because you let you let you let somebody put their battery in your back as of what it's designed to be and just, and just speaking from our generation's perspective, a lot of us don't have a stable ideology of what love should be. Even if we're looking at our parents and we're looking to our grandparents, you know, 
it, 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 I think I think our grandparents might have been the last generation where you just stuck it out no matter what you got through your issues. And I think our power, parents, for the most part, is like, shit, if shit, shit ain't working, we're either going to be sitting here under the same roof, be unhappy than a motherfucker, and we keep doing our own thing, or we're going to go our separate ways. There was no talking it through. There was no, you know, finding out what the real root of the problem was and seeing if it could be fixed. And then in, in this day and age, we're just trying to put what looks good on social media. That's it. You have the happiest relationship on social media on a Tuesday, and then you just snatched all his pictures down come Friday. Clown shit. Clown shit. Well, I tell you. And, and that's that's a, that's, a, that's a social media conversation I've had before, because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm extreme with social media. Either I take everything down or I leave everything up. Well, <laughs> why, you, why you got pictures of, of that girl up? up? Y'all, you, you know, y'all not dating anymore. Okay, but we did. <laughs> that day in 2000 and whatever when I put that picture up I was happy and that's what I wanted to do why do I need to take that down why does this person cease to exist now what sense they does that make wish. people have this mindset of they can like reset things and they can wash things away like nah man this is not your relationship is not a credit score I'm sorry <laughs> after 7 years it's, no doesn't work like that I mean they are part of your life. They would, you know, their lesson, whatever you want to deem it, it is what it is. But the fact of the matter is, like you said, I mean, you really can't erase these people. I mean, everything, we just have to accept everything is social media oriented. And all I'm trying to say is like, we're in 2021 now. We've been doing social media for about a consistent six or seven years now. And I personally think that it's, it's destroyed a lot of people. Because I'm seeing people do things that I really feel like it's like I know people that should be focused, but they can't focus because their focus is on I got to make sure everybody else knows that I'm good, even if I'm not. And that's dangerous because I want I really want to say that, like, that's a that's a that's one of that's like a ultimate signal for like depression. Because like while you're depressed, like you're you're fighting so hard for everybody to feel like oh like, he's okay or she's okay, and it's like when you get to that point, that's a, that's a slippery slope. It's like if you're not okay, you're not okay, and I feel like the last thing you want to do is be putting on this clown face. Like there's no reason for you to to put on this fake smile. You know how about you know how about pay attention to the things that matter or pay attention to the people that matter that can actually put you in the right direction. And I guarantee you. It is not those strangers that you that, that follow you on social media because a lot of them really don't care and a lot of them only see your life as entertainment. And it's like, once again, I'm not a clown. I'm not here to entertain anybody. But so many of us have signed that social contract to be clowns. And I really feel like that's where we are. Like we're that's where we are in society. It's just just a bunch of clowns. Everybody everybody's performing and it's really getting pathetic extremely pathetic and it's and it's and it's only pathetic because just like you know everybody knows it's a performance that's not you all the time and then the market is so saturated with that that you you know you're not you're not individualizing yourself like you like like we talk about all the time we see these these fit personalities and it's like 
all right, you doing this for you doing this for attention. You you know that you're, you know your platform. You know you're gonna get all the attention in the world on Instagram, and it's gonna boost your ego. We know if you do the same shit on Twitter, ain't nobody gonna pay no attention to you, little stupid ass. We know we know that you the winner got a tummy tug, and now you think you fit queen. You you, you <laughs> like it's like this illusion that you have of yourself, which is fine, which is fine. I you have to give yourself pep talks. I get it. You know, I sometimes I think I'm the baddest motherfucker alive in my Ali voice. Sometimes you got to do that shit. But for you to try to force that on the other people, like, well, I'm going to make you believe that I'm the baddest motherfucker alive. For what reason? What does that do for me at the end of the day? <laughs> not much, man. Not, not much at all, because you're going to look at me like, yeah. this nigga Jay crazy. I'm gonna slide him between. I'm gonna slide him between two parked cars. Like, like it makes no difference. Look, man. Like you said, you could think you're the shit all day. That's fine. I'd rather you think you're the shit than think you're nothing, for sure. I, of course. But are you convinced? Is the question. <laughs> are you trying to convince me? In the audience, or, or are you trying to convince yourself? Because if you're not convinced, I'm not convinced. And that's what it comes down to. So, I, I was thinking about something when you, you start talking about cosmetic surgery, and this is something that, that bothers me, man. We live in time where we're speaking about like Biden, the Democrat Party, liberals, progressives. Because I think that, that, you know, when we were talking about it earlier, a lot of times it gets, it gets kind of confusing. That's why I just tend to say left and right. But look, we're living in progressive times right now. And right now, it's the norm to get cosmetic surgery. They've normalized that. You can walk up to a stranger, ask them, you know, hey, did you get this done? And they're openly, they're okay with it, which that's fine. And be real about it. There's no reason to lie. At this point, we can all tell. But for me, body dysmorphia is still body dysmorphia and body dysmorphia mental illness. And which a lot of y'all need to understand out there is if you get to the point of obsessing over your body, your figure, so much to the point where you want to augment it by going under a knife, you need to understand that you have a problem. And I really feel like it gets grazed over because it's become a part of culture and people kind of just laugh about it. And I'm like, now, nah, like, you got to check on your people that are getting stuff like that done because they have conditions, they have underlying problems that need to be addressed. And I mean, I'm not trying to get all dark and sad here, but it's just the truth because you got to think about how extreme of, an, of a case, like, for a long period of time, certain surgeries were limited to a certain group of people because to a point it was necessary. Like you would see people like, you need to get a, you know, the tummy tuck, you need to get the band or whatever. Cause like they gotten to a point of like where, well, it'll probably almost be impossible for you to lose weight naturally. We you, you, you would probably die before you were able to lose what you needed to lose on your own. Bro, I saw this, this one meme and it was like, it wasn't even funny. Like it was a dark meme. And like they was like, man, this this lady was like eight hundred pounds, and like the doctor said something. Like the doctor was like, yeah, you know, I went four days without eating. Like I was just dying of starvation. It was like, man, 
you could go three months without eating. Like that that was like that's how much like you can go three months without eating before you even get close to dying of starvation. I was like, damn. Like that's 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 the reality of some of the weight loss issues out there. Like it's bad for some people. And like I said, some people can be excused for it outside of the fact that they should have never got to that point. But some people can be excused for it. But like now you just have people that just want to be admired. And that's why they're going that direction. Cause it's like, once again, if you didn't do it, would you feel loved, desired, admired? No. How, how do you, what do you think goes through the, the thought process of somebody that goes out and like, they're not perceived as eye candy. Like for a long time, they were perceived as eye candy. And all of a sudden overnight, not even overnight, just over a period of time, like the reality is like, they're not getting those looks no more. And all of a sudden, mentally, they start to spiral down and they're like, damn, like, I'm not getting those looks anymore. You know, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting bigger here. I'm getting bigger there. And people aren't paying attention to me anymore. How do you think that person feels? Like, what do you think is going through that person's mind? That they're, they're to, to jump to the end, they're thinking about how do I get back? How do I get back to the status as quickly as I can? And we've discussed it on the show numerous times. How can the 36 year old complete with the 27 year old? Because that's where they're at. You're like you're you're competing with the younger women now. And like you always say, an older man, if he takes good care of himself, he can always get somebody younger. As long as you take good care of yourself. Women, when you reach a certain age, you know, like I said, reproduction becomes becomes dangerous, and all these other other things associated with that. So, if a man at the age of thirty six is trying to reproduce, he's not looking for a woman thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight. He's looking for somebody younger so that he can have a child with with fewer possibilities of abnormalities. And so, women associate that with looks because I mean that's the society we in. If well works out every single day, well can walk around here and look like he's thirty and be forty five. A woman that works out every day, is she going to be able to do the same? Probably not. But a woman that goes under the knife and gets these injections and, and, and these tucks and these lifts and everything, probably so. And, and, what's the, and what's the outcome for that person that gets the injections and all that stuff? They're still highly desired, but are they genuinely what a man really wants if he's looking for that? Like even a man in your shoes for what you're looking for. What is that woman with the butt in and the Botox lips too, if she can't reproduce and she's really out of that range, like what does that do for you? I, I mean, that, that does nothing for me, especially if I want to have a child, I come across you. Oh yeah. Damn, you bad. You know, Hey, yeah, cool. You 43 years old. The chances of us having a successful child, you know, with like, again, with fewer abnormalities, it's very rare. And let me stop. You so, right so as, as sensitive listeners, go ahead. Look, 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 the per the purpose of a woman is not to be a breeder. We understand that already. But the reality of it is the reason I brought this topic up is I'm talking about the overall purpose of relationships. And that's why I, I reeled this in because I'm trying to get people to understand that we're doing all of this external mo these modifications, but nothing internally is being done. So if all you're doing, if you're doing all these external modifications for the attention, for the, for the, for the, for the desirability factor, that means that a lot of y'all are only in this to be getting smashed on. If you really think about it, you know, like, cause, cause a lot of y'all, I mean, outside of, you know, 
being desired and being lusted after, what else is there? I mean, I mean that's a huge question. Like that's a question mark that I had for all of 2020. It's like everybody wants to be beautiful, but nobody wants to be kind. Like everybody wants to be desired, but nobody wants to have, you know, you know, characteristics that want, you know, that are, you know, a person would admire. You know, like what are we doing? Everything is just about looks. We're falling deeper and deeper into this shallow society. Because if we had a, if we had social media, when you have social media platforms that are mostly words, do you see Twitter? <laughs> Look at the stupidity that you get. And then you go to another platform that's mostly faces and pictures. Look at the vanity you get. This is this is society in a nutshell, and it's it's scary because now that we have an administration that likes to deplatform and censor things, you're getting an, an ideology that it, it's really just one ideal out there now. Like it's been monopolized. Like you only get one train of thought now. When you go on social media now, no matter how much you scroll, no matter what social media site you're on, it's one ideal now. Everybody on the same shit. What type of individuality is there? Cause you just thought you spoke about individuality a second ago. Where, what is individuality now? What is it? What is it? What does it mean to be an individual these days? And, and especially the, for women. And the algorithm isn't your friend. <laughs> oh, not at all. Because because if 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 I'm a if I'm a guy that has a, a, an an obsession or or an attraction towards fit chicks, and I spend my time on Instagram looking at fit chicks pages, when I go to the explore page, guess what I'm seeing? Nothing but dime a dozen. Bro, I've been looking at cars. You go to my sport page, nothing but cars and fit chicks. But cars, it's a lot of cars there. Nothing but cars. Because like the algorithms, oh, this is what you like to look. I'm going to throw it in your face as frequently as I can. People think commercials don't work. They do. They do. Ads work. They They're do. very effective. That's why they These still exist. People, yes. Since... <sighs> And once again, that's getting into a historic bag. But look, that's that's been something that's been long proven. Psychologists have gotten behind the ideal of propaganda and advertising. It's like the stuff is effective. Social media is one long advertisement. The longer you stay on there, the longer of an ad it is. People are constantly promoting lifestyles. You're eating it up day after day. It's no, it's no different than them realizing that certain colors attract you to certain food, realizing that a certain algorithm is going to affect the way you think is what they're here to do. Like they need to do that because they need you to consume that lifestyle because in the end, by you consuming that lifestyle, you become that ideal that I talk about. You all start gravitating towards one place. You all start agreeing on certain sports teams. You all start agreeing on certain looks like, Y'all can't tell me that when you go on social media, some of the baddest chicks on social media either look like Khloe Kardashian or Kim Kardashian. Whether she black, white, Hispanic, it don't matter. They all starting to look alike. And that is why, I've been saying this for a long time, that's why transgenderism just terrifies me. Because it's getting to the point where if all you're doing is scrolling, they all look alike. All look and alike. And you're in denial if you can't admit that. They all look alike. And it's all, it's in it. That's a conspiracy theory, though. 
because you it's hard to it, people are gonna be like, well, what proof do you have? Well, I'm gonna just connect the dots, and then 20, 30, because you gotta understand something, man. It took people 40 years to realize like that Tuskegee uh syphilis experiment, like that stuff was held in the wraps for like 40 years before it really got released to the public. But believe it or not, 40 years ago, people knew what was up. People knew what was going on. Just like with the AIDS epidemic, like most of these these conspiracy theories, man, people be on it from day one. They'd be like, hold on, something is fishy. But the people like the people that have been programmed to believe everything authority says, they'll have you thinking that you're crazy. And then 20, 15 years down the line, <laughs> it comes out that you was right. But by that time, most of the people that was arguing with you, you know, they didn't they it it took you 10, 11 years to convince them. They like, oh yeah, yeah, you was right. But it don't even it don't feel the same no more. He's like, man, I was trying to tell y'all. <laughs> but 20 years, I had to wait 20 years to get, oh, you was right. But that's how it is when when you you're not scared to go against, you know, the popular opinion. And then a lot of times people just look at you like, oh, you're just a contrarian. Like, no, like some things need to be questioned, especially if it's some mainstream fuck shit. On God these days, I don't care about being right or wrong anymore. I really don't care. Oh, no. I really Man. don't care. Look, I'm not on Twitter, but I get enough Twitter screenshots to tell you, dog, the stuff that I see on there, like, it scares me to be like, man, that person can be next to you in the grocery store. That person could be by you at the bar. That person could be your friend. It's some, dog, you know what, you know what a functional retard is, right? I do. We're around a lot of functional retards, dog. Like, for real. Makes me question a lot. Like, I definitely feel like high school diplomas are participation trophies. Like, the more I, the, the older I get, I'm like, man, if you really wanted, if you really wanted to weigh a high school diploma, even to get a bachelor's degree, I feel like a bachelor's degree is what a high school diploma should have been. Like, you really kind of got to put in some work for a bachelor's degree. Even if you're cheating, you got to be a skillful cheater. But high school diplomas, bro. The the bachelor's is a demonstration of consistency. The high school diploma is a is a demonstration of I was here thirty percent of the time. If you went to a public school, you had no choice. Let's just get that straight. You had no choice, and you were going to graduate if you came and you attempted. Like they weren't. I mean, and even then, you could get a GED. And public schools teach you just enough. To be, I really feel like compared, if you really think about it, I feel like once you get to about ninth grade, tenth grade, you just start coasting, and a lot of that stuff is just stuff that you learned in middle school, and it's just reemphasized. So at that point, most people are walking around with a ninth, tenth grade education, especially if they don't go to college. But that's not a bad thing because that just lets you know that your average person walking around has, you know, the, a tenth grade. Like you've watched, are you smarter than the fifth grader? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like. A lot of us would go on to Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader and get stumped. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just a reality. Like, that's how it works. Like, your education that you get, it's very limited. It's not, everybody knows it's not meant to, the, your your eighth, ninth grade public school education is not going to build you a billionaire. No. That stuff that you learn in school is not going to have you as the next Elon Musk. It's not. I'm sorry. In, a lot unless, of unless you're Jamal Charles. Who? Did you know participated in the Special Olympics? Seriously? Seriously. Interesting. When? 
Um, I want to say in his high school, junior high years, before before he went to Texas, was a participant in the Special Olympics. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you hit me with that fun fact. Yeah. Is there footage? It's the internet. I'm probably sure you can find some. Oh, interesting. How did he? How did he overcome that? When you have a talent. Um. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's a that's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. Very very much so. Huh. I said I seen one of his highlight tapes uh, not too long ago. I was like, this guy was yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. You you gave us a, a rare nugget. You're form, sir. Something like something. I like. guess that's what three weeks off would do for you. Hey. Yeah, you I know. like that. I like that. Has it been three weeks or a whole month? It's been about a month because the last episode, the the last episode, quote unquote, dropped like New Year's Eve. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did you feel about that episode? Uh, it's a good episode. I feel good about all our episodes that, that, actually, that actually make it to production. Yeah, touche, touche. Yeah, you know. Shout out to Fee, by the way. You know, she's she, hopefully she uh she gets her podcast going. I try to send her a wiggly reminder to stop bullshitting. <laughs> Cause like I know how it is, man. Like, hey, just just hear what it takes. You've had a conversation that could have been a whole show by now. Guaranteed. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Oh, dog. Is 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 weird as it sounds, man. When like when I go out, dog. I mean, you chopping it up with people, you having a good time. At least if you're if you're somewhere for about an hour and a half or two, you end up having like a 30, 40 minute conversation that could be a podcast. A lot of people do it, like, cause it gets that that point of the night comes, whether you have liquor in you or not. Whether, you, but once you start coasting and you're around people you really vibe with, y'all conversations that are podcast worthy. I have never stepped into the podcast booth feeling like we do something that can't is unmatched and nobody else can do it. I've always got into the in, in here and be like, oh yeah, you know, we make it look easy these, but the fact of the matter is everybody does it. It's just that people get the microphone in front of them. And they just they they get either get like 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 rigid, kind of fake. They start thinking that they need to act. So like, you ain't got to do none of that. Just make sure the mic works. <laughs> make sure it's on, and they get them talking, man. And get you a producer like Tracksuit Javito who keep you out of trouble. Look, do everything but get a producer like <laughs> Tracksuit Javito. That dude has lost so many episodes. Good lord! No, 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 man. You, you, you do a good job, man. I, uh, it makes it makes my job easier because I be talking, I be talking your ear off, man. Uh, but anyways, man. Yeah, anybody out there that wants to do a podcast, man, stop bullshitting. Like y'all been in the house a long time because I know a lot of y'all when y'all finally come out and these quarantine bodies. Ooh, look, man. I'm talking about the gym be empty. The gym been. I've been going back. To, I've been back in the gym since. Maybe November, pretty consistently. That whole empty. So I know a lot of y'all about to come out there with y'all quarantine bodies looking rough. And look, I'm telling you, spring break is around the corner. Summer, summer going sooner than you. Like we basically ain't even have a winter. Well, I know down here in Texas we barely having a winter. So how how is it how it is in Charlotte, man? Yeah, at this current moment in time, the temperature is 48 degrees. 
Oh, okay, okay. So you got yeah, you chilly out there. Are y'all still at twenty five percent capacity or fifteen percent capacity? Because y'all be wilding out there, bro. New York, I mean uh, California's open, bro. They y'all open. wilding now. And I remember they we open, said open. this right after election. Magically, doors are just gonna start opening back up. I thought it was going to be like more Decemberish for Christmas time, but they said, let's just wait to the inauguration, which makes more sense because now Trump has no authority. He can't do anything. So now Biden comes in and he's like, Hey, you know, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, this is what needs to be done. We need to get the economy back booming, but shit, at least 30% of the jobs that existed before the pandemic are gone now forever. So I like to see how that's going to shift. I like to see what's going to happen, but but I know the energy sector is going to be interesting in the next couple of years because uh, oil and gas is going to hurt, but oil and gas invest so much in clean energy that a lot of people are not even going to tell. It's just going to a lot of money is just going to shift into different sectors and bank accounts. But for the most part, a lot of new jobs are going to be created and a lot of jobs are going to disappear. But that's the reality of a of, of the Great Reset. Uh, another term that conspiracy theorists like to use, but I'll get into that another day. Um, I'm trying to think. I got any conspiracy theories going on that I that I need to to broach while we're while we're live at five. I can't think of any. I think you've told me something. I mean, uh, I was I was I was asked about the vaccine the other day uh, from my friend Reagan. And I was like, nah, it's not for me. And then she sent me this post that um, she's a lawyer. One of her lawyer people had had put up there saying that Greg Abbott and the mayor of Dallas had instructed not to distribute the vaccine in impoverished neighborhoods. And that's like, so if anything tells you that this, the vaccine is good, that does. Because if it wasn't, they'd be testing it on black people and minorities or something like that. And I'm like, look, that, the vaccine just ain't for me. My mom says she's going to get it. I'm fine with that. My grandparents say they're going to get it. I'm fine with that. That's on them. I just don't think the vaccine is for me. I've been exposed to people who have COVID and I've been able, you know, by the grace of God, not to have it. I know that my time is coming sooner than later. But until then, I think I'm just going to be okay. I'll pay attention to the signs. If I start feeling too bad, I know I'll take my full ass to a hospital. You know, I'm not just going to push it to the limits. But other than that, like, I don't, I, I still don't even believe in the flu shot. I've only gotten the flu shot maybe once or twice in my life. Like, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer. You know, I have children, you know, they're going to get the measles and the polio vaccine and all this other good stuff. But this right here is just like, and I had this conversation with another one of my friends and she got the first shot she was like she got to go back and get her second and i said oh so how long does this does this last and she's like well i don't know it's it's too new to determine you know um how long how long the vaccine lasts and i say see that right there is the reason why i'm not getting it and and that, and and she's like, well, no, no, no. I was like, see, and and that's the the conspiracy theory to me about this whole. And I'm not gonna say it's, it's a conspiracy theory because I do believe COVID is is real. It's taking lives that are close to me, but it's kind of like it's still too new for me to be out here saying this is what's gonna be the fix. This is gonna be the cure. And she's like, no, you're 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 twisting that. You're turning it the wrong way. I'm talking about the vaccine. You talk about the disease. They go hand in hand. It's like apples to oranges. Apples and oranges can definitely be compared. So that's that's <laughs> the only conspiracy theory I got going on. 
look, man, I, I've read I've read numerous articles. I read numerous just as many just as many people that you know have passed from from COVID. I've read just as many articles about people and from the vaccine. You know, there there was a, a you know you had the Bell's palsy thing going on with the vaccine, which has been proven. You had uh, you had somebody that just died. I want to say a couple of days ago in California, they said that they had they had COVID in December and then they died like a couple of days ago. I mean, there like I said, just as many people as you probably know personally that died. It's probably just as many articles about that you know people dying from the vaccine. So uh, all I'm saying is. I'm always going to be the person that's going to be about personal responsibility. And that's just, that's just how I roll. And people will look at it as, as being mean or evil. But once again, I'm not an NPC. I'm not about, it's, it's too many coincidences with COVID, the lockdowns and, and, and a lot of other things. It's just like the main question is if you're getting vaccinated, why are you still wearing a mask and social distancing? People come up with these weird answers and it's just like, you're still not making any sense because even they said they, even when they say, I've even heard, you know, their Lord Fauci say something about like, even after about 75% of the population, just saying, after about 75% of the population is vaccinated, they're still going to be required to wear a mask and social distance. Why? That doesn't make any sense because you would think that the vaccine is the cure-all. You would think that the vaccine, I mean, if everybody is getting the measles vaccination. If all these kids are getting the measles vaccinations and they're going into school, you're saying that they could come into school because they have the measles vaccination. Are they required to wear a mask and wear gloves and all that crap? No. Once you have the vaccine, you're free to go into the school because as you enter this environment, you're safe and everybody else around you is safe. So it's just a... And even the kids that don't get the vaccination, well, you're one of the few who didn't get the vaccine, the va- getting vaccinated. So everybody else is vaccinated. So therefore, they're not going to get it to give it to you. And if you get it, you can't give it to them. Bottom line, like you saw in 2019 in the summer, uh, out there like in Seattle and Oregon and stuff, the kids that were vaccinated were good. The kids that weren't vaccinated were were, were bad. They they were in danger. Once again, it's a personal responsibility thing. If I choose not to get a vaccine and I'm around everybody else that's been vaccinated, that's my choice. So at the end of the day, like, you're vaccinated, you're good. If you go somewhere where you feel like, oh, I don't want to go there because so-and-so is not vaccinated, that's your choice. You can't, So that kid, like, the schools don't even allow you into the, on their campus. If your kid is not vaccinated between a certain amount of time at a certain age, they cannot come to the school. Like, it's not happening because there's, like, they have... The thing is, they have the data, and it's long enough. It's been tested long enough. Like the science has been, has been moved around so much, and it's, you know, debunked and, you know, recertified all this stuff. It's, to me, science is long. Science is long term. When you start making suggestions and stuff, you have to make sure that you that the public is aware that we're still in the study phase. We're still uncertain about things. When you do it like that and you come out with the with the with the uncertainty, I think that that provides more of a a sense of calm with me. I just hate that so many people are certain about things and it's like y'all just figured that y'all figured out about this shit the same time I did. Why are you so? Like, why do you feel like you know so much and I don't? Like we know the same amount of information and based off what I know and what you know, the fact that we're coming to a different road is because a lot of people aren't 
willing to critical think. Everybody just feels like, oh, it's this way because the doctor said this and that's all that matters. But y'all the same ones that'd be like, well, if I go to, if, if, if my if my girl having a baby, you know, I'm gonna make sure, you know, it's a black doctor. Or I'm gonna make sure it's a white doctor and stuff like that. It's like, hold on. Why does it even matter if the doctor's black, white, Indian, green, blue? Oh, because you don't trust them, right? <laughs> you the, the you feel like the data shows a black doctor is gonna treat a black woman better, right? Like that's your own personal experience. So don't just give me this. The doctor said this, and the science says you, no. They're still human beings. Like <laughs> y'all not remember how Michael Jackson died? Like, do you, like, do you, like, plenty of people have died in the hands of a doctor. Like malpractice suits are not rare. Yeah, that was a black doctor, as a matter of fact. A black doctor from Houston, Texas. Conrad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't <laughs> yeah. remember the name. A couple of look, I get it. Everybody feels like they're not smarter than doctors. Everybody feels like they're not smarter than scientists. Yeah, I get it. They're they're they have access to books and stuff that you don't have. Blah blah blah. But come on, man. Life and personal experience should teach some of y'all something. If life, personal experience, and just trial and error hasn't taught y'all stuff, like. Everybody experiences science in some way. So all of a sudden, a lot of y'all are just like ignorant and like absent-minded to how viruses work. It's just baffling to me. And that's one of the reasons why I, we gave y'all a break because that's the conversation that COVID consumes the conversation almost every day now. And it, it got it, it got me winded. But I mean, here we are again. I mean, the reality is until the until the current administration basically said COVID is no longer a problem. I mean, this is what we're going to be talking about because that's how it's going to work. It's always been a political virus. It will forever be a political virus. That's why California is open now. No more lockdowns. That's how it works. <laughs> it's all wrestling. It's all wrestling. It is. It's all wrestling, man. Bread and circus, man. Bread and circus. But yeah, you know, we went long. It feels like we went long. I can't really tell. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe ninety minutes, maybe. Uh, okay, okay. It just, I guess, I guess we're kind of rusty. But uh, yeah, man, it feels good to be back as always. Um, I think this point in time, we we do words of advice. I haven't done one in so long. I I have nothing prepared. I think you have something. Let me <laughs> let me dabble in my phone real quick. As as horrible as I thought that Joe Biden's speech was, there was this one thing that he said that stood out to me. And he says, there is no accounting for what fate can deal you. Again, there is no accounting for what fate can deal you. And here at No Boundaries, we always like to say that organization limits chaos. And the key word in that phrase is limits. Nothing prevents chaos. So fate is that is that little area that you can't plan for. And so you always have to take take your plans with a grain of salt and know and know that no matter what you plan for no matter how you think life is going to pan out for you that you make all the right calculated moves you measure 16 times and you cut once just to make sure that you're accurate the margin of error is fate and fate is what's going to get you to your destination whether you go the direct route or you take the scenic route fate is going to always 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 put you where you're supposed to be in life preach brother preach i like that 
I like that. I'm pretty sure you said. I'm pretty sure that was set, better said than when your Uncle Joe said it. Say, look, I just feel like. Say, hey, no, I think no, you said it with a little more flavor, bro. The, the only unk I acknowledge is Shannon Sharp. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. You know, uh, you know, I don't know what you nakers be on, but uh, <laughs> look, man, look. <laughs> if that's how y'all roll, that's how y'all roll. But look, man, uh, mind keep mind simple, man. If you're waiting for somebody to save you, they're not going to come save you. You're only going to save yourself. Like, all y'all sitting around waiting for somebody to come, you know, come and, you know, be your knight in shining armor or whatever, man. It, it, it ain't happening. Batman ain't real. Superman ain't real. Damn. King Arthur ain't real. <laughs> what about you're the Black real. Panther? And, Black Panther is not real. <laughs> the last time I checked, he is not real. And, R.I.P. Chadwick, but um, the character he played is definitely a fictional character, and um, that I mean it, that is what it is. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I hate to say it, man, but in, in the in these times we live in, man, if you're not if you if you're not willing to just accept that you are responsible for yourself, then I just really feel like you just need to hang up your old card. Accountability. I know we, I, everybody tries to make it seem like, oh, you know, I, they they embrace accountability, but the reality is, man, a lot of us they re- we really hate accountability because if we can if we could find a scapegoat, we would definitely find a scapegoat. I've seen it with my own eyes, and I've done it. So yeah, but anyways, man, um, as always, it feels oh, good to be back. One more time before we get out of here. Um, again, I don't like to say thoughts and prayers and not really mean them, but thoughts and prayers to Ash. Again, like you said, rest in peace to Nina. We, 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 your bros. We got you if you need anything for real. I, I will prefer not to get you another dog. I really hope that you know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I just don't. Uh, yeah. I feel like I don't like replacing. I, feel, I mean, I feel like she had the dog for a long time. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what direction she's probably going in, and if she's listening, I'm pretty sure she'll tell us. But, um. That's weird though yeah. to, to to replace a a, a, a a family member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It was, it was, it was, it was. She was, she was telling me like it's getting to that point, and she, you know, she's gonna have to do what she got to do. And I know that was tough, man. But you know, I hope, I hope that this pushes her life in a different direction. And um, yeah, that 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 is tough. I've never had to do anything like that, but uh. I know that that was tough. So yeah, R.I.P. Nina. And if y'all wonder why we're saying that, because Nina was actually a guest on the show back in the day. She was an <laughs> unwanted guest, but she was definitely a guest on the show. Uh, <laughs> you were freshly and, squeezed, uh, boy. I was just saying, man. But yeah, man, y'all already know, man. If y'all listen to this on iTunes, make sure you subscribe, leave a comment. If you're listening on SoundCloud, leave a suggestion, comment, follow. Just make things happen. Let us know that you are there and you like or dislike what you hear. It doesn't matter. We value constructive criticism. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, I'm not 100% sure what you do on Spotify other than listen, but hey, <laughs> I feel like it helps us out in some way. Uh, so you you do that. And um, as always, uh, thank you and you're welcome. And uh, yes, this is episode 200 officially. Uh, we know the lo- nothing version. lasts forever. Yeah, this is the deluxe version. You actually got, some, I think, some quality content. Um, yeah, like I said, nothing lasts forever, but uh, 
we're gonna be here for a mighty long time. And that's a shout out to Big Crit. Uh, <laughs> and with that being said, this has definitely been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?